and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast for our monthly, hopefully hostful episode. And we are not only here in audio, we are here in video as well. So if you've tuned into the podcast, just know that this is going to be up on YouTube in full glorious Technicolor. So who have I got joining me here on the podcast today? Well, let's start with the person who sadly is not with us, which is the lovely Rachel. Rachel can't be with us this evening. Uh, she's super busy at the moment, but not to worry because we've still got a very full team because with us we've got... Who's with us? Who's behind door number one? It's Claire! <laughs> Claire, evening. how are you? I'm all right, thank you. Evening. I'm very pleased to see, Claire, that the Christmas tree is still in full effect despite the fact that it is the 20th of January. Wonderful stuff. <laughs> I know um, the pines were pining to be kept up. Um, I can't, I can't, because it's because it's January and it's quite dark and cold. I, I just love the lights. I just find them so therapeutic. So. I've decided not to take it down quite yet. <laughs> to, for, for the benefit of uh, listeners and viewers, Claire has told us that in the past that tree has been up until when was it, Claire? May. June once I kept <laughs> so I'm really excited to get a monthly update on the state of that yeah. tree joining us in tree watch 2021 is also the wonderful John John step on board hello how's it going everybody <laughs> good evening it's Good to see you. Now, um, it's worth noting, listeners, on well, no, viewers, will hopefully be marvelling at the spectacular visual effects going on here. This is, of course, all down to John's hard work. Uh, he's done a sterling job here. Uh, I say that now. Um, if it all falls apart halfway through, he's an idiot and we're sacking him, obviously. <laughs> I just had to check I'd press record then, actually. <laughs> and do it all again. <laughs> How are you doing, John? Yeah, I'm great. Thank you very much. Well, I'm shattered, exhausted, looking forward to 2021 being over and cracking <laughs> on with 2022. <laughs> yeah, quite right too. Well, uh, it's an also delight to have back again, joining us for the monthly hostful. And again, I'm hoping that this is going to be a very regular thing. Welcome back, the fabulous Aid. <laughs> hey ho, how's everybody doing? Uh, Happy New Year. Is that is yeah. that still a thing people say on uh, at this yeah. point in the year? Yeah. I don't think it's a thing people say in 2021 anymore. No, I don't think it's a time thing. I think it's just year relevant. Ah, no, it's going to be full of laughs and splendor and adventure and special effects videos and all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great, isn't it? So obviously, last time we spoke to you Aid, before Christmas, we made a decision at the very last minute, oh, we'll make this into a video and share it, which we did over on our coffee page. This time we actually came in prepared, which is why we're all looking so glamorous. Um, this is prepared? Well, <laughs> it's as close as we ever get to Aid. You know okay. this. So I don't. That, that's a bit rude. Sorry, John. I didn't mean to be rude. You clearly, clearly, your your live switching video ninja <laughs> skills are way way up there, definitely. So I am. Uh, I may, maybe maybe you should have given me a bit more warning, and I could have prepared. Maybe that's what I should have said. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure I told you yesterday. Pretty sure I told you yesterday. That's plenty of time, mate. You, it's not like you've had a busy day today, anyway, is it? I let's not talk about my <laughs> day today, which because yeah have you got time for a 90 minute rant in about my professional life which has nothing to do with photography at all the time yes the booze no i think that's what we're all looking to get through that so 
Um, we'll we'll save be. it. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, you got wine. I've got wine gums, which I would say is better. But you know, <laughs> oh well, maybe not better. Um, so what we're going to do this evening is we're going to have a quick catch up with what we've all been up to over the last month or so. Um, we've got a little bit of news that's been going on and also stay tuned to the end because we are launching the new Cheap Shots Challenge round, which we are very excited about. Uh, I think we've got a real winner of a topic this time, so I'm really looking forward to that, uh, as I'm sure is everybody here, especially Aid. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, when we get to that section of the show, I think you'll find I have a pretty good excuse. <laughs> Aid needs to buy a new camera and everyone loves an excuse to buy a new camera. Um, Anyway, let's start off with what we've been up to. Now, as mentioned at the start, Rach can't be with us this evening. So a very quick update on Rachel's behalf. Um, she's just super busy. She's doing more stuff for Silver Grain magazine. She's prepping for online workshops she's got coming up. She's got some more fun stuff, which we're not allowed to talk about yet. All sorts of good stuff coming up. But the one thing that I can talk about without much risk of getting it completely wrong is the fact that Rachel has finally, over Christmas, bought herself a Leica. This is something that she has wanted for a very long time. Look, and there we go. We've got pictures of Rachel at Christmas with her Leica. The wonders <laughs> of modern technology. Um, yep, yeah, she... She has long hankered after one and she got herself a Leica 3A. It looks like a really nice one mm -hmm. and she's been out having great fun with it. So apparently she has nearly finished the first roll of film through it. So um, we're all looking forward to seeing the pictures from that. But uh, best wishes to you, Rach, out there with your new Leica. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe we've all just been dumped for this Leica. Do you think that's what's happened? Is that what, is that what happens when somebody enough. gets a Leica? Is she now too good for us in this podcast? I hadn't even thought of that. <laughs> The timing is suspicious, <laughs> isn't it? Good for us. She'd have been too good for us right from the off, Graham, to be honest. <laughs> That's true. She has always been too good for us. Oh, well. Um, anyway, back to people who are in the room. Claire, what have you been up to in this dark and windy time of year? Dark and windy time of year. Um, well, um, I had to adjust my plans because I think when we spoke last, um, I had a, a, a photo shoot planned um so obviously that meant traveling um so that was uh, that's been postponed so i've been thinking because the 1212 project um which i'm a member of is beginning again at the end of this month so i've been busy trying to think what i'm going to shoot for my first theme well it's not my theme it, you know it's, if you don't know the 1212 project um so it's the 12 photographers and everyone chooses a theme um, so um, I'm working on that and I have to have my image ready for um, 31st of January so to post online and then I've been spending my time really um, um, reading and looking at photo books um, so for instance I'm going to recommend one here so I've been looking through some of my old favourites but there's this one as well I don't know if anyone's got this one have you got this one? Can you see that? Full screen. The North. Can you see it? Mm. Yeah. Um, really great photographs by John Bulmer. Um, been really enjoying looking at it. Look at. <laughs> oh, those are lovely pictures. Really great. It's really um, captures a sort of period. Um, so, but by the looks of them, I'd say the period was maybe the 60s, is that Yeah. Right? And um, it's hard to tell with the North. Yeah. And around Salford and areas like that. This is another great one. 
What what prompted yeah. you to pick this I book up, Claire? That. Oh, that's not awesome big. What prompted you to pick this book up? Uh I don't know how I came across it. I think there was an exhibition somewhere and then some, uh, someone recommended it to me and I got this book. Um, so I've been really enjoying sort of having a look at, look at, look, look, looking at that one. Um, cause I like looking at photo books. I think that you can kind of learn from just looking at photographs and you can absorb, um, composition and different things and you can get inspired. And then another of my all time favorites is, um, this is a little one. I've got a big one over there. Can you see this one? Looks like it's got a Polaroid on the front of it. Yeah, Tarkovsky. Um, it's a book on his Polaroids. And much like his films, um, his Polaroids are just really beautiful. Um, so I've been busy sort of just going through them um, and also doing a bit of... <laughs> I love Kenneth Angers, the filmmaker, and this is one of my favourite books. So now and again... <laughs> so now and again, I like to dip into bits of books. But yeah, no... Photo books. I don't know if any of you spend any time books. reading photo books or looking at photo books, but I, I, I do. I do love photo books. I don't buy enough of them. Um, mm. but, uh, uh, they, they are um, amazing. Uh, all sorts of different stuff, big stuff, small stuff. You know, different subjects. It, I, it, I find it really. You know, it's much. It's a much deeper experience than looking at things on the internet. It's you know, it's oh, more thoughtful, more contemplative, yeah. more therapeutic, relaxing, yeah. more interesting. Definitely, <laughs> better definitely. photos usually as well than on the internet. <laughs> I think by the very yeah. the very fact that it takes longer just to turn a page than it does to flick a screen forces you to spend more time with an image. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love them. Yeah, I do. I, love them. I tend to, like when I first get them, I tend to have a very quick flick through and then I'll come back to them as like a source of inspiration. If I'm working on something or interested in a particular subject, I then go back to them to look in more detail. It's very mm. rare that when I first get one that I'll spend time with it. It's not until mm. later oh, down the line. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, I think you do see more the, the the more times you read them, don't you? And 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 if you leave a gap between them, you see not just more but different. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? I, I'm interested actually with the three of you. Do you have particular favourites when you, when you think photo book? Is there one book that springs to your mind? And you go, yes, this one is uh, really meaningful to me, or has really inspired what you're doing. Is there anything that particularly fills that? I have to quickly actually, you know what, John and I both have immediately looked off camera, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they're over there. <laughs> they're over. Yeah, they're over there. <laughs> So, um, yes, I'll, I'll go with one. Uh, just um, so uh, the book that springs to my mind. Uh, there's two actually. Uh, one is very cliched one, which is the this the classic William Eggleston one with the tricycle mm -hmm. on the front. Um, love that book. I know it's a cliche. I love it anyway. Um, mm -hmm. But the one that's slightly less of a cliche uh, is a photographer called Glenn E. Friedman, and the book mm -hmm. in question is called My Rules. Mm -hmm. um, he's done more, but this particular book uh, is a collection of his photos from. from from uh, late 70s through most of the 80s. Uh, he started off that period based in LA uh, taking photographs of skateboarders, mm. um, you know, early skateboarders in empty swimming pools, you know, okay. and so, some who who went on to become quite famous. Uh, and then the latter part of that period, he was based in New York and, and seemed to be a regular at CBGB's right down the front with a camera and a flash. And you get pictures of a bunch of punk bands at the time um you know late 70s early 80s 
uh, through the 80s. Um, and some of them are now household names, right? And and not sort of not just punk bands, but he's got early pictures of um, hip hop artists as well, you know, East Coast and West Coast mm. and punk bands. So you've got people like Henry Rollins in Black Flag, mm. but you've also got like a really young Run DMC, then West Coast, you got like a really young Ice T before they were really big and famous. Um, and then you've got all these weird punk bands that played CBGBs that just sank into the swamp and never were seen again. And you just don't <laughs> recognize the names at all. It's like, oh, I've never heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's the way of music. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's the, that's the book that, mm. that, that springs to my mind. It's just, I got nothing else that quite, that's quite like that. Yeah. What about you, Claire? I don't know if I could pinpoint it to, to, to one book. It depends what I'm in the mood for. Um, but I do like, um, I've got the, the, a big Tarkovsky book over there. So I like that one. Um, I love Helmut Newton. I always really love looking at um, his photo books. Um, so I, I've, I always love his work. Um, yeah, I can't I can't pin, pin it to one thing. David Lynch, obviously, he's done <laughs> photographs. Of course. Um, yeah, yeah, so... John, what about you? Um, I've got a terrible memory, so I can't actually pick one that I would choose right now. But this is what I'm reading at the moment, which is a book by Grant Scott, who mm. runs the United Nations of Photography oh, blog yeah, yeah. and podcast. Yeah. Okay. And on the podcast every week, he asks a different photographer, mm. what does photography mean to you? And it's a real broad range of photographers, mm. like different styles, different genres. Um, so the answers are really diverse, but they're very personal um, rather than it being these kind of like, oh, like like the generic like film responses, like I shoot film because of the tangibility. It's like actually okay. specifically, well, actually I do this because of my personal circumstances. Like it's okay. very, like it's a wonderful thing to kind of get in the minds of, of photographers and the reality of their lives. And this is just a like a collection of those interviews. Um, that he's transcribed and put into a book and like there's there are portraits with every photographer as well um, ah that's that's interesting because sometimes when i listen to that podcast uh, i don't oddly enough i don't listen to a lot of photography podcasts anymore partly because i'm just not traveling as much as i used to uh but yeah that one uh is is easily consumable but i often have i often end up thinking at that bit at the end where he inserts the audio from the guest photographer of the week i often wonder well, what does that person look like and, mm. and <laughs> well now's your chance <laughs> uh, yeah, no, get the book now excellent it's available on blue coat press <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome what about you Graham? um i think the three books that as you guys i've got quite a lot of books kicking around i tend to pick them up from charity shops when i see them the three that i think stick in my mind more than any others they're quite um disparate um the first one is a um beautiful book of portraits by yusuf kash um just like stunning large format portraits of the great and the good um they're beautiful really love those uh the second one is um mother and father which is a book that's always stuck with me this was where i first met you in person aid was at that uh, paddy summerfield yeah, um, thing uh that's really meaningful um uh, i really love the, the book but it's you know the whole experience of being in that garden and seeing it, it also sticks with me mm. and and the other one which is very different is a book um, by Gillian Highland. Um, it's these beautiful pictures that she makes um, 
some of them are quite um, fantastic, the way she's got them all set up. They're very otherworldly, um, using um, models in all sorts of different positions. It's, it's really hard to explain, but it's a fantastic book, and mm. she combines that with some of her own poetry. Uh, I love it. It's nothing like anything that I do or anything else that I'm particularly drawn to, but I just really like her work. I think mm. she's incredible. So, yeah, those are the three for me. But um, as you said, Claire, but, you know, these books can be just a great thing to go to when you can't do much else in the world of photography. You can kind of mm-hmm. go back into it and, and find stuff to draw you out. Um, so is that about where you're up to at the moment, Claire? But it, yeah, that's what I that's what I've been doing, <laughs> planning for to planning for my image for the end of the month, and then just absorbing photo books and, and watching films. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's not bad for January. Yeah. I think that's pretty yeah. good. <clears throat> I got and I got a book, um, not a photography book, but kind of you know related. I got for Christmas. Someone gave me a book on Dario Argento, so I'm going to look mm-hmm. forward to beginning that. <laughs> that sounds great, John. How are you doing? I'm okay. Um, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, <you're sure. laughs> I'm okay, am I? Um, Let I... me just check. Yes, I actually I'm went. Okay. Out, <laughs> I actually went out and took some photos in the last couple of weeks. Um, I've got my new zine coming out at the end of this month, and I needed some more images to complement like the narrative that I'm putting through it. Um, and conveniently, it was incredibly foggy last week, which mm. suited Always some useful. of the. Uh, some of the subjects I'm covering. So I uh, shot some medium formats, uh, some pan F and some color as well, which is a rarity for me, Ooh. which then led me to having to develop a load of color film, mm. um, <laughs> which was a can of worms because I didn't have any color chemicals <laughs> mixed up. So I had to, like my process for color is I buy the five liter Fuji Express kit because mm. uh, it's the most economical when you kind of break it down. But that means I have to mix up five liters of a first dev, a color dev, a bleach, a fix, and a stabilizer and store them all separately because then I freeze all the ones that I'm not using because I don't shoot color very frequently. Uh, so they all get frozen and then defrosted probably in couple of months time when i've got another batch of film to develop mm. so that was a bit of a mission just to develop a few rolls of color film but it was worth it <laughs> it definitely fact, was worth it <laughs> i can show you a little sneak preview of some of the images actually that's, can you tell that, us that's 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 rachel you took that video <laughs> that's a portrait of 400 photo of rachel <laughs> a long lens to reach liverpool a <laughs> <laughs> <About> thousand mil <laughs> So this is the first oh, yeah. foggy one on Panef mm. um, in the foggy days. Good tree. Trees, good old trees. That was another foggy woodland I one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that. John, have you, um, so it's, we should mention that the, the zine, like the primary means of this zine going out is by people who are, are um, patrons of you on your website, right? I, I yes. need to make sure I get the term. So if you, now the first theme was tear it down. Yeah. Um, is this a continuation of that, or does this even have its own theme? Trees, this, for example. This is uh, the theme for this one's called <laughs> a long December, obviously, ah, and it it covers this year. But it's kind of uh, themes of like isolation and cycles of life, um, escapism, like hibernation, Trees. and then these kind of also like little slithers of light coming through of hope mm. and, and optimism and they're the sort of images that i went out and got the other day and the one on what, the video right what now. film is that 
What film is that is Portra 400? That's really nice. See, that's why you get paid the big bucks, because I couldn't have metered that scene properly to save my life. <laughs> Ladies, I, you've got that lovely. It was auto meet. It was in the Mamiya 7. So Listen, it's, it's take the compliment. <laughs> but well, that, that's really nice. 400 is, is one of the most forgiving colour films you can get, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Not, that, not to, to belittle the, the obvious talent of the Mamiya in, <laughs> in the <scene. laughs> The, the, the meeting is the least of your concerns, and that isn't it? It's about being in the right place at the right time to get mm, that. Yeah, yeah, to get that light. Later. So in this particular shot that we're looking at, right, where where, where the sunlight is slicing through, you know, somewhere below the canopy of the trees, but above ground level, and it's just hitting the trunks very lovely, yeah, very lovely. Um, yeah, that is definitely that's the challenge, isn't it? Right place at the right yeah. time, and being able to spot what's what's happening with the light. It's and it's sec- precious little of it at this time of year as well. Well, mm. my secondary challenge is anytime I go out to take photos, I have to take my daughter in a pram <laughs> at the same time. So I'm just like, <laughs> it's a struggle. You can but, get uh, a lot yeah, of cameras actually- under the pram now in the little carry tray. I found. When my kids were that age, I was like, I do, I can fit a whole camera bag under there. We can have all the nappy changing kit and all of that stuff, but I can also fit my whole camera bag and not have to carry it around all day. <laughs> yeah. Well, better still. Put the baby in the undercarry bit and then fill the top bit in cameras. Easier to get at. Yeah, yeah I'd take lar- large format out if it did that, couldn't I? <laughs> yes, exactly. Sure yeah. with a 500 quid peak design would sell you a gadget to go on your pram. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they would. I bet they would. Yeah, those I was thinking of getting, you know, like you can get, um, I've got one for when I do event photography and I don't really like it, but it's, it's quite useful for strapping cameras to your waist. So it's just like got um, a mount on the bottom of your camera and you clip it in to a belt i was i wanted to try and make one of those that would attach to a pram because then i could just clip it on and then easily like like, attach it on, thing on the pram yeah nice yeah i do i it's funny you don't like those i like those because then the weight is being not it's not being carried on my back so especially if i'm going on a longer walk i like to have just a, the holster mm. they're, they're useful i just I had a I had an issue with one once, and uh, my F six fell onto a, a tarmac road. <laughs> I don't think I checked that it was screwed in properly. So yeah, it was fine. You know, it was absolutely fine. I'm just going to throw this in here, um, apropos of very little, but um, this is kind of a shout out because hopefully Gabe will hear this. Aid, I think we may have found you finally after only rapidly heading towards five years, the perfect co-host for the Bag Show. So anybody who oh. listened to the most recent um, I Dream of Cameras, which mm. you put out on the Sunday 16% seed, Gabe Sachs, Jeff Greenstein's co-host, Gabe Sachs, oh boy, he has bag issues. I think the bag <laughs> show needs to happen. I think you need to talk to Gabe about this and maybe talk him through some of his bag issues. So um, this is an nice. open call out to Gabe. We need to make this happen. The bag show needs to happen. <laughs> Yes, we know I, that doesn't. Do you know that just pushing me towards somebody else doesn't get you out of it? <laughs> absolutely does. Absolutely does. Totally does. Uh, but yeah, I, I was just listening to that show, thinking, "Oh, this has to happen." No, it definitely I haven't listened to, to the latest one of those yet. I have to get onto that. I saw it's it great. Into those my guys podcast app, but I haven't had a chance to listen to it. Yeah, they're great. I love those guys. They're doing a fabulous job. Um, John, anything else you got going on? No, I think that's that's it all at the moment. With your zine, you did some writing for the last one. Is that going to be the same for this one as well? Are they, is it going to be the thoughts of John Whitmore within this tone? The, the deep, dark, nastiest thought. No, it's yeah. I have done more <laughs> writing actually for this one. <laughs> I've, like, I've actually spent I've spent more time thinking about the writing 
and the ideas and although a lot of that won't be included it's driven the imagery a lot more than the last one mm-hmm. uh, whether the first one was very much just about the photography with a small bit of writing this is very much about the writing um mm-hmm. even though i might not include all that writing it's it's actually given me a direction for the imagery see i've mm. i've i've thought about doing that in the past or trying to do that but it's it's what like it's got a link link to the reason I'm not very good on social media. I, I find I have absolutely nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I just must be a lot shallower than the average artist. <laughs> I, I really struggle with it. I really like it's so difficult and doesn't come like naturally to me, but it is something that I'm really working on and trying harder. And it, like this, whole thing came from um, an old Counting Crows song called A Long December, right? Which I first heard when I was a teenager. And every year it's lyrics kind of always just recur in my head every December. And then theme like those lyrics then sparked off ideas and thoughts and it just expanded from there. And I just let my mind go with the words and yeah, it just, it was quite an interesting experience. Mm. I'm, I'm, I find, I'm finding I'm a little bit envious listening to you say that because uh, mm. I've, I've never experienced that. <laughs> well, just uh, like I, it, it wasn't until I, I found myself humming that tune, like just the lyrics in my head going over and over and me myself being aware that I was doing that, that that was the seed. That was the very first thing. I was just like, that's it. That's what I'm going to hinge everything else on. Yeah. So just just do that. Just pick something, anything that's grabbing your attention and just let it go. Maybe that could be the song you hinge it on. Let it go. Let it go. Eh? <laughs> have any strong. <laughs> I think somebody made that song already. <laughs> if it's any consolation, I am I am in exactly the same place as you are with that. I hear John say that and go, "Ah, oh, that sounds great. I wish I could have those deep thoughts based on inspiration." Yeah, I don't, and I don't think it's yeah. It's it's the same with my photography in general. It's just mm. I don't think it's it's and, and I don't think it comes from a place where I think oh you know I'm not worthy. Nobody would be interested or anything like that. I suppose there's maybe a bit of nobody would be interested, but but I think the, the the reason perhaps they might not be interested is that I don't actually have anything to say with my photography. Mm-hmm. It is genuinely just a hobby that I enjoy pootling about with, right? No, and, yeah, you know, with I, you. <laughs> and I'm you know and. Uh, Every every yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. No, no, anyway, this 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 isn't a bit. This bit isn't about me, is it? This bit is about John. But well done, John, because that's that's Thanks. that's quite a thing to have to sit, to, to sit down and get that out and write it, and it be meaningful and thoughtful. And yeah, I'm well, thoughtful. these are these are all things let, yet to be decided, aren't they? But uh, <laughs> and I'd like yes, there's I'm no go- about them then. <laughs> I don't go into it thinking, will anybody be interested in this? It's like like a big part of creating is like that doesn't matter because it's all about you isn't it <laughs> it's what's inside your head Fair and may, maybe somebody will be and that'd be great if one person gets something from it that's that's a wonderful feeling yeah just go go with that yeah when's the um, zine going to be out um by the the weekend of the 29th or the 30th of january i'm hoping to ship it then mm-hmm. Awesome. And do you know what you're doing for February? What song are you going with that? Is it uh, Bernie uh, so and Rara Rasputin? It's every three months, the zine. It's quarterly. Oh. So I've got a few months for the next one. But I've already start, like I've got loads of ideas. Once, once you start going down that route of like just letting your mind wander with stuff, mm-hmm. I've then started coming up with concepts for like the next three or four 
ones. It's whether they're relevant or not. That's the other thing. It's like just writing stuff down and letting them sit for a while until it becomes something that is the right time for it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, well, Aid, I mean, I know you said you're not, you know, you're not feeling like you've got these great deep artistic thoughts, but we've been talking earlier about some of the stuff you've been doing, and I think you've been creating some great art. So what have you been up to uh, <laughs> over the last well, few weeks? Know, uh, I, I stormed into 2021 full of joy and adventure and high <laughs> spirits. Um, uh, and we got that got me all that got me all the way through to the day before the kids were supposed to go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> when literally at eight pm on the day before they were supposed to go back to school, <laughs> we were told that that wasn't going to happen. Surprise! Mm. So, so anyway, no, no it, you know, uh, we we are we're having fun as a family. So we are you know having spent. The, the thick end of nine months now with, with uh, me and Emma and my wife sitting at home in our studies on Teams calls for six hours every day, uh, trying to you know keep keep the projects going with for, for our work. Uh, we now have two children who are experiencing an early view into their future careers by they're sitting at a desk in with a headset on in front of a laptop mm-hmm. doing Teams calls um, <laughs> for that because that's that's how their school is is doing the remote learning. So I have a yeah. study buddy most days, which is fun. But you know the reason for mentioning all of that and the reason that's relevant is that there's quite because it's remote schooling quite a lot of the uh, assignments for the kids come out and says you've got to make a video <laughs> so i've been making green screen videos I, I directed my first advert the other day right a oh, day yeah direct, mm. creative director uh my talent um bless him um <laughs> had had an assignment to uh, they're doing a they're doing a really this is a scary school project right this is this is my boy who's just turned 11 and he's in year six and they have this project called brand me and it's kind of a self-awareness personal growth type project and they had to make an advert advertising themselves uh he decided he wanted to do a green screen video talking about a few bits and bobs so we knocked we knocked up some ideas on a, on a sheet of paper and then he went and you know put up the green screen you know filmed it edited it put some music to it etc uh yeah that so so done some done some school assignment videos uh been doing some gerbil videos as well um, oh can we can, can we can <laughs> we slide now, it in now? now's a good time isn't it <laughs> this is where we go into are we going to this in now are we okay so so well <laughs> by way of introduction to to my fine piece of you know uh moving picture art here uh we have some gerbils in our house and uh they love to get out and about and uh they're quite energetic sometimes so yeah uh can i say Run VT. It's the music that makes it for me. Yeah. <laughs> really, there's some funky jumping gerbils. Well, I was looking for something funky. So, so yeah, I mean, the, the, the gerbils are the talent. But, yeah, I did, so for those that didn't get a chance to see that, we'll, we'll put it somewhere, I'm sure, on, on the YouTube video, I guess. <laughs> uh, uh, and, uh, you yeah, know, took some slow, uh, slow-mo video of our gerbils jumping out of their cardboard box. So we take them out for exercise. Yeah, they don't always live in a cage. They, 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 they have a big cardboard box and, and they can run around in that. But they've taken to jumping out of it. And it's probably probably eight to ten inches high and they're jumping just straight off the ground. They're, they're quite springy gerbils, as it turns out. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> 
knew? But uh, I wanted some funky music. That, the music I made as well, by the way, just just uh, in case anybody's curious. Um, all this was you know, shot, edited, and music, soundtrack, all all on a phone. Um, yeah, so it's Garage Band on the phone, throwing together some loops, export it into Luma Fusion, stitch it together with the video, and Bob's your uncle. It's great. That is quite amazing that you can do all of that to that degree just on your phone now. Um, yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. I mean, you do need the talent, uh, you need the content, you need the lights and, mm -hmm. the, crew, and the gerbils, you need the sandwiches, um, hair and makeup for the gerbils, of course. That's quite a challenge because they don't like to sit still for hair and makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, use a hairdryer. Just a hairdryer <laughs> blasting them. <laughs> get like little poofy gerbils. <laughs> um, see their little faces. So there's a, there's a bunch of stuff like that going. Do you know which, which is fun? And um, back in the 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 world of actual photography, though, um, mm -hmm. I, I've been uh, I've been well. I, you know, when we when we last met up like this just before Christmas, uh, yeah, I was talking about the big sheaf of photos that I've been printing, and I've been printing photos every day that I've been shooting every day. Um, I decided the other, uh, since then, the other day, I decided to put them up on the wall. I thought, I've got sufficient photos now. I'm going to stick them up on the wall and see which ones survive a test of being on the wall. And are they interesting enough to maybe print bigger uh, or maybe uh, put in a little book or or whatever, really? Um, you know, whatever thing comes about. Uh, so yeah, I, I realized I got to the end of it and I had 66 prints. Yeah. Uh, they're little six by fours, um, and so they're now uh, on the wall in the living room. People can walk by and see them, and go, "I like that one. I don't like that one." And we'll see see what's uh, uh, what what comes of that. I have no fixed outcome for any of those photos. I'm just letting it soak in, see what happens, and see how they might get used uh, uh, or not. Uh, and has, uh, has anybody taken a sharpie to them yet and graffitied on them? Oh. Oh, no, I shouldn't. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, we have a, a voting system or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just big cross uh, or big crosses to... through them. No, I mean the, these are a mixture of, of family stuff mm -hmm. and the occasional landscapers. We've been out on walks and stuff like that. So not not so much of my old fashioned cityscapes because I don't really go to cities mm -hmm. anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, just a bunch of stuff from being out and about really. Um, see, so we'll see what happens. And the other thing, actually, which is really interesting, because I'm trying to spend my evenings a little bit productively. I find working on bits and bobs to do with photography quite relaxing. And of course, it's dark outside and there's not a lot to do. Um, so I'm spending my evenings thinking about stuff or, or, or looking at stuff or, or even actually doing stuff to do with photography. Yeah. And I made, I made a photo book um but this is a bit of a twist so i ha and i have to say the books haven't arrived yet so i can't speak as to whether i've done a good job or not <laughs> but one one evening i spent a few hours taking some recent photos and i made some maths exercise books for my kids right so okay. if you if you use blurb the printing mm. service blurb yeah. you can print you can uh, print journals uh, they call them journals. They're effectively notebooks and you can have either lined paper or you can have squared paper or you can have plain paper. And uh, my kids had run out of square paper um, for their maths lessons. Uh, so I've made them some maths books and you do. I've just littered photographs through them. So every now and again, they'll turn a page and there'll be a nice photo, which will brighten up their day, hopefully. Um, but uh, I hope they haven't arrived yet. So I can't tell you know, uh, what they're like. Um, 
I hear they're reasonable quality. To be honest, they're not. I've not really gone for the utmost in quality. No. You know, half the photos said, "Yeah, oh, this image is too small," and I calculated. And I said, "Well, they're all over two hundred DPI, so I'm not going to worry too much about them." Mm-hmm. I don't tend to worry as, uh, if it's over two hundred DPI. I know you're supposed to have at least three hundred, but these are exercise. Ma- these are math exercise books. They're not fine art books. <laughs> so, it might be in the future. You never know. Well, you know, they are. You, the thing about Blurb, of course, is that you could set put your books up for sale. So now I've made the book, right? If you want to buy yeah. one, I'll, I'll I'll set up the sales thing, and and uh, yeah, you can buy one. Are um, there pictures of your gerbils within this book? I think there must be. I can't. Well, yeah. I can't honestly remember. It was a couple of weeks ago. And it's just <laughs> one evening. I there you go. That'll do. Click. <laughs> I think an all gerbil math book could probably be a quite a big seller. I can yeah. see that really reaching quite a lot of markets. So. <laughs> Uh, this I could be your way out of the nine to five aid. Of a little chalkboard doing algebra. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You've got this green screen aid. I feel like it. Need, it needs to have a purpose. Um, yeah. I, have to, I really liked seeing you sent a picture recently, just of your wall with all of the prints on, it. and it just looks great. It's just lovely seeing them all up there. I know that it's you're doing it to be functional, so you can look at them and live with them and decide which ones you want to do stuff with and so on and so forth. But it just they look so good up there um yeah i like and i like seeing them there as well so mm. you know it is um yeah it's the first time i've ever put stuff i've ever put stuff up in the living room though normally i'm like in a study or something where mm-hmm. yeah, it's, you know uh but uh as it turns out all the walls in my study are uh, uh, uh no, there was no spare space uh, for them so um so i thought yeah i'll do it we'll put them in the living room why not <laughs> it's the only why bit not? of space and like, i got, got away, away with it as well yeah <laughs> That's amazing. That is impressive. It's always impressive when you can sneak a photo into the shared space. Yes. I know it's my, it's my but I put up sixty six. <laughs> yeah, that's quite a lot. That that is pushing your luck somewhat. That so my pro tip up. is you know, splash out for the white tag. Don't use the blue tag. Right mm. in the living yeah. room, use the white tag. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. That is a good pro tip. I I was I think we spoke about it recently and maybe on the last backing paper I did with John um, about this idea of getting um, a sheet of steel to put fixed to the wall either in my shed or actually in here like behind me mm. so I can then just magnet pictures on. Turns out that sheet steel is quite expensive. <laughs> turns yeah. out, and also you have to be careful because it's not all um, magnetic. Not magnets mm. won't stick to all of it. So. More research needed. I'll just get some iron bars. For that. Go for the uh, industrial look behind. I, when, I was, when I was looking at um, sheets of sheets of steel, um, another alternative I found was like a grid, you know, like a chicken um, mesh, mm-hmm. like yeah. a chicken coop. That You can use that as well. But Yeah. It's a bit That nasty, thought had it? crossed my mind. <laughs> they, that, well, yeah, but that thought had still crossed my mind. <laughs> um, just to, is, is that everything for you, Aid? Uh, yeah, is that not enough? I've made books, I've done videos. <laughs> you yeah, made videos. Oh. To be honest, the video alone was more than the rest of this podcast is likely to amount to, so I feel we probably peaked right about there. Apologies for anybody listening, but as we said, just go to YouTube, uh, scroll to whatever time that happened and just watch that video. It's magic. Um, <laughs> I have been spending most of my free time, of which I've had quite a lot lately, because it's January and work is quiet, in my dark shed, um, having a real good time practising making prints, because boy do I need that practice um, so burning through a lot of paper having a real good time doing it um, hassling John on a pretty regular basis I'd say wouldn't you John saying John what we're we doing with this John what's, why is this like I this I think we've peaked um, it probably four times in one day that's the maximum yeah that's, that's needy 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, I just ping him anyway. I know he's not going to respond to half. He's like, I don't care. Nobody else will even look at these things, so I'll just bother you on with it. Um, but yeah, having a real good time with that, um, burning through all of my paper far too quickly um, to the point where I've now moved on to, because I've used everything else I've got, I've got some more... Uh, um, old stuff. I bought some, not super old, but some old paper on eBay. Um, some old Jessup's paper, which I suspect is probably going to be coming soon. So I'll burn it. But yeah, I'm burning through. Actually, I'm burning through my art paper. So this picture that's up now for the people mm. who are watching. These are a couple of prints which actually have got as far as being framed and up on the wall. Okay. And these are on um, some Ilford art paper, which is the expensive paper that I bought, uh, which I really love. It's really really nice. So um, I am using some of that. Um, uh, but yeah, just having a really good time, and um, those are uh, so those are a couple of pictures that I took today. Um, I sorted through my negatives yesterday in the loosest possible sense. I was running out of space, so I went through them all, separated the one twenty and the thirty five mil, and then pulled out all of the color eggs and put them in a separate folder to make room. And in the process of doing so, I pulled out a few sheets of films with negatives on that I wanted to go back and print and have a go at and um, so those are um, a couple of prints that I did today from a roll I shot around Oxford several years ago. Uh, the negs were pretty grody as is my want um, so I thought I'm going to go with some pretty grody prints for things as well um, and actually because my paper is all 8 by 10 that I've got at the moment but the aspect ratio of film isn't mm. of 35 mil it's not 8 by 10 so I, I didn't want to cut them down um, because i just didn't want to do that so i said well I'll, I'll just include the sides and that's what i did with that it's a bit gnarly but you know it's all good fun how, um, how are you getting the how are you getting the sprocket holes in that what sort of holder have you got that, that i'm doing it the easiest way possible so um i i use a Miopta opamus six i think is the mm. uh, enlarger i've got and i have a carrier for 35 mil i also have a carrier for six by six so i'm just mm. using the six by six carrier um and uh yeah i said just getting the end and they're getting the sprockets and then there's actually you can't really see on that picture because it was taken on my phone at the last minute um but that picture that's up now is the last picture i did today again on on art paper because i've i've used all my other stuff and that is a picture where i've put I've used um, the entire width of the sprocket holes within it. So it's actually bordered by the sprocket holes and, and you've actually got the bleed over of the mm. <laughs> image above and below. I said, I'm going to just try it, see how it looks, see how I feel about it. Um, again, another very old mm. uh, negative. That one, I think I, the reason I chose to print that negative, which is just of some um, ornamental allium buds coming up, is because that was the first roll of film that I home developed. Uh, so it's like, oh, yeah, I'll do one from this. Turns out yeah. those eggs are also filthy. <laughs> Um, so yeah it's been a good time I've been having fun pictures of Sinead pictures from the shoot before all sorts of stuff like that yeah it's just been a good time um, and it's keeping me out of mischief um, the other thing I wanted to mention quickly uh, whilst we're catching up with what I've been going on I wanted to give a shout out to Ilford Photo's customer service Sue at Ilford Photo um, because I shot in the challenge that we did before Christmas I shot uh, a roll of 120 FP4 uh, in my Bronica and um, developed it very promptly afterwards, got the pictures up and on the film there was some mottling. I was like, mm, okay, that's a bit bizarre. Mm. I thought, I don't know what I've done to cause that. I, but um, it's probably me, it usually is. Anyway, I was chatting to John about it and John said, um, Ilford have had a few issues with some of their lower speed films. It might be worth dropping them a line. So I did that. Ilford have got a great customer feedback form. I went through it all, said, I shot this roll of FP4. Um, this is the and it's had a bit of mottling on it. 
um, can you advise, please, on what you might think might be the cause of this? Thinking, well, maybe, you know, if I can supply a code number, maybe it will help them narrow down where this problem is. Because apparently there's, there's been a batch of stuff that's been affected, particularly mm-hmm. uh, 120 Pan F, I think, is the main one, isn't it, John? That's mm-hmm. been Pan F and I think FP4 as well. Yeah. Anyway, um, I despite them saying that we're obviously snowed under at the moment with everything that's going on and with the fact that most people are not working actually in the building, but I got an email back from uh, the lovely Sue at Ilford very promptly, um, I think within a couple of days, saying, um, we've checked the code number and it turns out that that matches with a batch from... 2002 i was like no (laughs) which might explain why there was some mottling because although fb4 can hold the years who knows what that film has been through before it got to me so um but so and i got this email as soon as it arrived and it said within this email at the end this from 2002 so there's various reasons why it could have been this mottling it was a really lovely email she said as a gesture of goodwill We'll send you a roll of film anyway. And I wrote back straight away saying, no, please don't. I've been an idiot. This is entirely my fault. Um, but anyway, uh, suffice to say, I did get some rolls of And I, I want to make it very clear that um, Sue, who replied and deals with the customer service, and stuff like that, they don't know who the hell I am. It's not as if I went, uh, excuse me, I'm from Sunny 16. I have a problem. I just sent them a random feedback form with a name that she wouldn't have known. That's just, I wanted to give that as an example of the great customer service that I got from Ilford because those guys are fabulous. Um, and well, the only thing is, you being Rachel's assistant at all, then? No, exactly. If, if, if I put Rachel Brewster on there, I suspect I would probably have got like many bulk packs of film <laughs> turning up, a lorry backing up to my door, and quite rightly so. Um, and the only thing I want to give a very quick shout out to is client gave me a new camera. Look at that. Um, what you've done there is, 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 is the same as trying to make a warranty claim on a 20 year old secondhand car. Yes. <laughs> yes. Successfully make a warranty claim on a 20 year old car. Um, that he's so, put yeah. diesel in a petrol engine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Look, I do feel a little bit of guilty about that, but um, I did, I did reply saying, please don't send me film. All I ask is that you don't tell Matt and Michelle or I'll never hear the end of it. Um, I don't know whether that's either that. I don't know whether I got the film because she did instantly go and tell Matt and Michelle we'll <laughs> find out at some point soon I have no doubt um, but yeah like I said also got given that very nice Nikon uh, FG uh, FG20 yeah FG20 um, which is very nice I'm really I'm quite getting into Nikons now this is why having a couple of years ago having no Nikons I now have Nikons and I bloody love them thanks entirely to the generosity of other people like Jeremy and Alex um, and Hamish I think we've got one of your lenses as well eight. <laughs> have you oh no yeah no yeah okay i think i gave you a lens didn't i was it a 35 yeah i was out with it yesterday yeah Yeah. um what i'm quite excited about is the lens on this camera it's nothing super fancy but it's a vivitar 17 millimeter if i hold it up you might be able to see it hang on there we go vivitar 17 millimeter which is the widest lens i've got for anything so i'm quite looking forward to just having a play around with that um so that's me yeah busy 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 um so that's us all caught up. Uh, there were a couple of new things we wanted to hit because they're relevant. Um, the first one we'll go through very quickly because we did cover it in the podcast extra that I had when I spoke to Paul Mackay earlier in the week. And that is Fuji's discontinuation of another film. Yay! <laughs> Who would have guessed? Um, Pro 400H colour film uh, has been discontinued and from what Paul was saying, is already drying up in the supply chain very quickly. So um, quick round, Robin, from you guys. Have any of you shot it before? Is it a film you have any emotional attachment towards? I think I've shot one roll of it. Um 
I know it's it's a popular film, isn't it? But mm-hmm. it's like if they can't get hold of the materials or it doesn't make sense to anymore, it's like what can you do? <laughs> Unfortunately, it's just it's the way it is, isn't it? Yeah, I think I, think I had a shot a, a couple of rolls of it some time back some years ago maybe i couldn't couldn't tell you though i couldn't tell you what it looked like though so you know that's how long ago it was or how little of it i've shot yeah what about you claire have you shot this one i think same as age i think i have but i couldn't tell you I mean, want to say it's quite a cool blue color, but I, 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 I don't know why I want to say that. I'll probably be getting that mixed up with something no, else. No, I think you're right. I saw a few pictures floating around on the internet after it. I think it's quite popular with wedding photographers after a certain look to it. So, um, mm. I'm, I'm quite excited because I had a quick dig through my film stash, and it turns out that not only have I got a couple of rolls of Pro 400H in 120, but this stuff is pre-recession. It's from 2007, so it's when they were making the good stuff. Um, so I think this is probably this is going to pay for the rest of my photography habit for the year. I'm ex- expect, accepting offers in excess of I don't know a couple of mil for each role, so that's really exciting. I think I'm I think I'll retire off that. Um, <laughs> the more positive news there is actually positive news as well, which came out today out of the blue, which was a real delight. Which is that our friends at Ilford have announced a new paper. Um, John, you know far more about printing and paper than uh, any of the rest of us do. Can you tell us a bit about this new paper that they've released? I've only quickly read about it. It's um, what's it called? <laughs> fourth wall, John. Fourth it's an RC paper, um, the portfolio range, which. I think previously they only had as postcard types, so it's like and it's a heavier weighted paper, so it's really nice. And they are releasing that in different sizes now with the new emulsion technology that they've got. So when they released the multigrade five last year, um, was that last year? I don't, I can't remember. Two yeah, years ago, yeah. last year? Uh, no, it um, wasn't. It was two years ago because you came to my shed to do stuff about it. So it must be two years ago. <laughs> that is depressing. Well, anyway, the, mm-hmm. what they developed, uh, created with that emulsion, they're now putting that on this heavier base paper. Um, I, I don't know if it's exactly the same. Um, and then making that available in different sizes. I believe they're discontinuing the, the postcard types as a byproduct of this this shift. But mm-hmm. it's great. It's a different it's if it is as heavy as the postcard paper, that is fantastic because that's a real solid, sturdy paper. Um I think I read that the response to it is very similar to the fiber papers as well. Um mm. So that like regards exposure and everything. So translating between the two will be a lot easier. Um, but you get the benefits of RC for your quick development times and, and washing. So yeah, all good. Uh, they, they're constantly doing stuff, aren't they? And tweaking things and to, to have a broad range of sizes as well is, is great. I think they're, they're starting with eight by 10 and then the moment, that's the only sizes. thing that's on their website yeah yeah and with the postcard stock although they are discontinuing the um postcards with the printed back on it you can buy the size paper that is postcard size and they actually have a um template on the website that you can then oh, download okay. and print onto the postcards right. so you can make your own postcards still you can still do that but they won't be sent so you know i'm sure it's oh, that's cool as long as it's, if, if they're still doing the same size that's great because that, that's a really popular thing to do isn't it is create postcard size prints and yeah I, I think that it's, and actually, I think it's just the, the printing that, i think that's a good move because the backing on the postcards i always found was quite faded as well 
and um, it wasn't yeah. very strong print so that's that's a sensible move i think yeah yeah and um aiden claire is two people who don't get in the dark room at all i'm sure you're very excited by this news <laughs> uh, it's <laughs> It's yeah. It's uh, I, I I am definitely one who prints a lot of postcard sized prints though. So yeah, it'll be there for one day in the future when you. I mean, this is the great thing about Ilford and just the direction that they're going. By which I mean up, as opposed to at best sideways or down, which is what many of the other companies are. Is that at least with Ilford, you feel like. Even if you come to these things, even if maybe in twenty years' time you'd think, I actually want to do some printing. I want to have a go at that. That there might still be film photography going because of Ilford. Do you know, do you know what, right? Anybody that know, has followed my photography adventures at mm. all knows that I'm incredibly fickle and I go through phases of this and phases of that. Mm. So I'm totally, yes, absolutely. I, I, I'll, I'll be back there at some point, I am sure. When I was going through my negatives yesterday and just sorting through, one thought did pop into my head, especially as I'm having such a good time in the darkroom at the moment. I've spent more time in there than I have done at any point in the past. And it got me thinking about Hamish, um, our good friend Hamish Gill, who, as some people may know, some people won't, um, Hamish just throws his negatives away once he's got them. He scans them and says, I'll never want to do anything with these. I'm just going to get rid of them. And that's that's... Because you just never know what the future might hold, and at some point oh, in the future, that seems like insane to me. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I must have told you guys this. I threw away all my negatives as well. <laughs> oh, oh no! How do I set this video up to kick people out? Where's the banana, John? You had a thing you could throw a banana at people. Well, let's you? let's throw a banana. You can throw oh, a banana at me on the video if you want. Do you think that if you throw your negatives away, <laughs> not me, then, then you um, you might think at this moment in time that you've maybe got everything you want from them? But what happens if <laughs> five years down the line you think, oh, I wish I had that negative because I've got an idea and I feel like I could work a print and um, do something different with it, or you know, oh, use yeah. it for for a multiple exposure or something? I can't. Gosh, so, throwing the negatives away. So, so part, you know, without having rehashing all of my psychological challenges over the last two years with photography, <laughs> right? Got but all of that, that. St- all of that stuff was the burden that was stopping me get to the creative bit. Yeah. Right. So, so, you know, having done what I did, getting rid of all the cameras, well, not all of them, obviously, mm. but almost all of the cameras, and and you know, a bunch of other stuff, and all of all of that has has been an act related to those negatives that helped me be more creative now it's a slightly yeah. un- it's a slightly unorthodox act <laughs> but that but these things would it, it was the, the, the all of that stuff all of that equipment all of that stuff hanging around that was mm. a burden right mm. a, a psychological burden and then i, mm. I don't want to wax too lyrical about it because for well, further than other reason, and I'll sound like a bit of a wanker if I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, I can understand, um, you know, like if you've got a lot of equipment or a lot of cameras and you feel like um, I need to streamline or whatever, and I'll get out, I'll be, I don't know, but it, your negatives, it's something different, isn't it? So, well, so not, so I haven't lost any photos. So every single film I ever shot went off to a lab and was sent back with scans. Yeah. yeah. Right. So so I haven't lost any images. And will I come back at some point and think, oh, well, all of those scans, I've got a 35 mil that are only six megapixels. You know, I can't print them the size of the side of my house. Mm. Uh, 
well, okay, yeah, then I'll kick myself. But I, I've been in a, it, it, I've been in a what I'd, what I'd call a fixed forward mode, right? Mm-hmm. Which is let's get get rid of all the blockages and mm-hmm. move forward. And if I find out that I've I've gotten rid of too much stuff, well, we'll just we'll sort mm-hmm. that out. And when yeah. we come to it, right? yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm. You have to do what works for you, don't you? But yeah, I, it is when I think it gave me the heebie. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna apply to that analog wonderland fund for a storage unit where anyone who's gonna throw out their negatives can just put their negs there. Oh, God, just, that's a great idea. That's a nice an idea, actually. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. And in thirty years' time, the film community can descend upon it and just mm-hmm. go through this amazing archive of mm. yours and Hamish's negatives. <laughs> no, <laughs> no one else throws them away. <laughs> so you was going to, you know, that was going so well as an idea, John, until you let on yeah. with mine and Hamish's negatives. Yeah. You can pay for it yourself. <laughs> well, that's it for news. Uh, let's move on uh, quickly now to the thing that we're all very excited about here, which is the next round of the Cheap Shots Challenge. Um, it's been a little while since we did the last one. I think we wrapped that up in November. Does that sound believable to anybody? I don't know. Let's say November. We wrapped it up a while ago. Um, and we felt it's time, new year, new Cheap Shots Challenge. And uh, particularly, as uh, I mentioned before, I was out for a walk with uh, the lovely Paul Mackay um, just before we slammed back into lockdown. And whilst we were walking around chatting about this and that and photography in general, Paul said, oh, I've had a great idea for a Cheap Shots Challenge, to which I thought, I bet you haven't, Paul. Um, but he actually had. Paul had a good idea. Make a note of it, everyone. Uh, it's even, it's probably not quite as good as his UK Film Photography Community Fund, but it's up there. Mm-hmm. So the uh, theme for this round of the Cheap Shots Challenge is cliches. <laughs> Photographic cliches. Now, Nice. I love a good cliche. Who really, in our heart of hearts, who doesn't? Because otherwise, they wouldn't have become Mm. cliches. Um, So, let's do a round robin here. Um, Aid, what are your some some of your favourite type of cliche photos? When you think of cliche photos, what pops into your head? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I I hear there's a bit of a a, a theme on Instagram where uh, a a young lady will be photographed in a landscape, often sitting down, facing away from the camera, um, (laughs) by the seafront or or something like that. Uh, Mm -hmm. That 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 would seem to be a a modern example of a cliche. Um, That's a good one. Wedding photos. So so I the the formal photos in a wedding. I we have some (laughs) at our wedding, right? And uh, whilst I love all the people that are in the photos, the photos themselves cause me agony. (laughs) So they're a cliche I don't love. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we can look for formal wedding photography. What about you, Claire? Are there any any that you particularly? Yeah, I straight away thought of. the, the technique, you know, when people put the vaseline, actually, it can, it can really look lovely. But I was thinking of wedding photos, and I was I was thinking of when I was when I was a lot younger, and my one of my cousins, um, we went to her wedding. I was still in primary school, and so in the pictures, I think they put the you know the vaseline on the lens. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yes, it's and the you Sybil get... Shepherd effect, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, that's what came into my into my mind. But actually. Um, if you apply that, 
not necessarily in a, in a wedding setting um you know just a touch of vaseline it, it can create a lovely a lovely lighting effect can't it? <laughs> just a touch of vaseline <laughs> so Sorry? so no i think that's a really good chart because because that that brings up because you know a cliche should 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 you know if somebody mentions it describes it i think it should sort of spring images to life in your mm -hmm. mind shouldn't it right mm -hmm. and yeah. that does when you mention that claire totally it the the, the absolute you know, epitome of that for me is, is the TV series Moonlighting, yeah. uh, which <laughs> was from the mid eighties, maybe, uh, which starred Sybil Shepherd and mm. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis before Die Hard, right? So before he became a major Hollywood star, mm. he was hilarious on the telly um, uh, in in this series. But they always used to shoot sybil shepherd in this sort of out of focus vaseline mm. on the lens kind of a way it's not as if she even needed it yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna that's that's what i'm going to i'm now we've spoken about it that's what i'm going to do for my so, i'll, I'll, I'll right, apply that technique to my photograph it's the idea to play play with the cliches like could you put the vaseline oh, on, on someone's face rather than the, like, <laughs> oh that yeah. would be good uh, yes i mean uh, on your yeah, spectacles anybody, yeah <laughs> so anybody who lives in anglesey and sees see claire going to the shops coming out with a, an economy-sized bottle of vaseline <laughs> don't worry it's for mm. photography mm. it's all right i think i think people people have must by now have stopped judging claire it's a tight-knit so. community you must be known by now claire <laughs> I am, um, uh, but you know the Vaseline though. Seriously, just a little bit <laughs> on. Um, no, I'm sorry, I can't talk to you. Remove our brains from from wedding photos and think of another yeah. setting. You can create, can't you? Almost like uh, a fog, a fog. You know, a bit like what you know. Interesting. Because I'd love to have guaranteed fog where I could go and shoot for the atmosphere, but you can you can create a sort of surreal. Um, lighting effect. You could mm -hmm. do that, couldn't you? Especially if you had like a, I don't know, like a, yeah, uh, an ND grad. No, yeah, um, yeah, something, that, or something like that. Or, um, or but well, yeah, you because the the, the color in in the filter would let you know where to apply the vaseline mm -hmm. to. You could either have a foggy, yeah. you could either have a foggy sky, or or yes. a foggy yeah, foreground. Absolutely. And I mean, and let's not forget, Claire, that what, I'm on board what camera are we talking? Yeah, yeah, Claire's on board. <laughs> Until we remind Claire that her cheap shot camera is what now, Claire? Oh, yeah. It's, I, do you know, I forgot. <laughs> I ha do I have to stick with the same one? Diana camera, yeah. You you haven't been having much luck with that, Diana, have you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you want to put a bullet in it, we will allow it because the, the whole point is it's supposed to be entertaining and fun mm. for us to do. So mm. if that camera is not bringing you joy, then bin it. You send me a picture of you hitting that camera with a hammer. I will let you choose a no, YouTube no, shot. No. Well, do what I did and send it to Australia. <laughs> or send it I'd or post it to that. Australia. Yeah. But no, um, will... I'm, I'm talking myself into the, the Vaseline technique now. <laughs> Don't take that out of context, please. Um, okay. Uh, well, Claire, you'll have to let us know which mm. camera you decide to use. Okay. Your cheap shots camera. We'll, and we'll judge whether or not it's worthy. Yeah. John... Cliches. You seem like a man who's probably more than familiar with cliches. I've, I've dabbled in cliches. Um, when Aid mentioned uh, the Instagram photos, I keep being like presented with this one photo on Instagram, which I've actually seen happening, which is um, a couple with the woman leaning out of the side of a train 
um and it's taken in sri lanka where where the train goes up on a high like viaduct mm. with mat, like mm. foggy mountains in the background and i actually saw a couple of people doing this and it's the most ridiculous dangerous stupid thing mm-hmm. ever sorry that's my rant out of the way but mm. it's a massive cliche <laughs> and loads of people do it um and i was thinking i could just recreate that on like the 715 to bolton or something Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> I, I think that could be a really fertile ground actually the, the idea of a lot of these um, travel photography cliches aid you mentioned um, like uh, also the idea of the model in the, in the field with a back to you like, there's quite a few of these tropes which when taken out of context and put into very mundane context could be very funny um, so I'm very much on board for that um, because you've got stuff like the you know, the people in these beautiful surroundings and they're just looking down, you can see their feet and some valleys and rivers and stuff behind them. It's like, imagine if you just see people's feet and there's like Tesco's in front of their feet or something like that. Um, you can definitely play with it like that, yeah. So there's this, another one, isn't it? It's the one where the uh, it, it's usually the, the girl in the couple is 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 holding out her arm behind her and, and yes. Dragging some poor bloke along with her, or or maybe he's holding her back while she's trying to live her life. I guess it's probably more accurate. <laughs> um, and <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so, so you could you could definitely do you could definitely do something mm. like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, oh, John's got his cheap shot camera. I Helena, like ask for it yeah, by like name. That. A classic, See, a classic brand. That is beautiful. I, like I added the sports I added car. the red dot to make it look like a Leica. <laughs> like a like 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 that's great mm. that is gorgeous my cheap shots camera's over on the shelf there i can't bother to go and get it but we've all seen it we all love it i don't but i'm stuck with it is it um, still the fugly is it still, it's still the broken? fugly still no regrettably although i'm so tempted to drop kick it down the stairs to hasten that but um so yeah that's it that's the topic cliches um cl- cliches are like pornography in that they're all over the internet. We all claim to not like them, but secretly it's pretty great. Um, and also, you know <laughs> when you see it. Have you been thinking of that all day? Oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely sounds like yeah. a line from the script. That. <laughs> um, so the important business, actually, I wrote this down so I wouldn't forget what the important business is. So cheap shots challenge. Um, here are the rules. So you need to be using, ideally, a camera that costs you £30 or $30 or less. Now, listen, if someone's given you a camera... Um, and you know it's a cheap camera, then that's okay too. But don't go, well, somebody gave me this lovely Nikon FM or somebody gave me this Leica. Um, it didn't cost me anything. No, come on, stay in the spirit. We don't mind people using SLRs if they got them cheap, that's fine. Although if you're using an SLR, you need to have got the camera and the lens for under 30 quid. So, mm. you know, play play by the rules. We're very strict here. We're really not. It's all about the fun. Um, what we want you to do, shoot your roll of film then go through, pick your two favourite images from this and send them in to us at sunny16podcast at gmail.com by the, here's a deadline, 28th of February. So you've got just over a month. That's plenty of time to go out and get some pictures of cliches. The great thing about cliches is there are cliches in the house. There are cliches of just being out with your friends. There's, there's, boy, you're not going to find it difficult to find cliches. Um, when you email us, please put Cheap Shots Challenge cliches in the subject line. You don't have to put the funny little umlaut or whatever it is over the E because that's difficult and I don't know how to do that. So just cliches is fine. Um, in the name of the image, please can you put, can you rename your images with your name, the camera and film that you've used uh, in each shot that you send in? It makes our life so much easier at this end. 
and also in the email. It would be great if you can tell us just the story of your pictures uh, and explain <laughs> why your cliche picture actually transcends the cliche and is in fact a work of sublime art. That would be fabulous. Are you asking, um, are you asking for artist statements? <laughs> no, but would definitely like to have some nonsense along that along that theme. That would be great. Um, I'm really excited about this. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I think it's knowing our listeners. I think we're going to see some absolute delights. I think it's an opportunity to make some really good work and some really fun work as well. And it seems only fitting that as he came up with the idea for the Cheap Shots Challenge that Paul from Analog Wonderland will join us to judge it at some point towards the end of March. So end of February for the deadline <laughs> and we'll look to judge it at end of March. So um, get out there and get your fingers clicking. Um, Aid, you sold your Cheap Shots camera. Um, but, I have you know, it's now for a much better home with somebody who will love it and care for it and, and hopefully use it. So, hi, Bill. Hope you're enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, um, Bill too is great. Um, so, I mean, but you're going to need to take some pictures for cliches. I mean, do you want me to send you a cheap rubbish camera? <laughs> Quite good. Let me, ponder, let me ponder that for a moment. <laughs> Having said, so, you don't want all this garbage in your life. So I do. So so this is, I don't have any film for it. I could buy some. I do have the Polaroid camera that you gave me as a present. That would definitely count as a cheap shots camera, 100%. Uh, so so there's definitely so there's definitely that um so i will need to get on to yes i will need to get onto mr wonderland's website won't i and order myself yeah. some film but you have what got a cheap it take? <laughs> <laughs> 600 can, you're fine can, can i buy film for that is it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you'll be fine you'll be fine if you could ping um, me a note somewhere just tell me what film i need to buy for it that would be useful <laughs> uh, failing, failing that of course i do still have i do still have film cameras Mm. Um, if yeah. only as my entrance price of entrance to this show um, <laughs> so I still have two Holgers, I still have my Instax Mini 90, I could use that actually I've got a roll of the, yeah. uh, the Instax Mono in the Instax Mini Mono film in the fridge, I could definitely there use that go. as well that's not a cheap camera you, as such you, but it is rubbish no. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean um, that's really the most important thing so, wait, so you know Graham that I've always hated that camera so it's not mm -hmm. like I'll be doing something with a camera that I really love and trying to sneak in sorry Claire I'm talking no, over you no, constantly I was, it was me sorry interrupting no I was going to say because you've been quite inventive recently um, and with all your videos and everything you could even make a pinhole camera couldn't you <laughs> um, no, yes. maybe with Could one I? of your um... out of a gerbil. <laughs> <laughs> Such a cliche. I mean, pinhole cliches. Yeah. Pinhole Animal cliches pinholes. are a whole, bo <laughs> whole box saying? of cliches in their own right. Uh, well, um, we will leave it there then. Uh, I'm like I said, I'm really looking forward to this. I can't wait to see what you guys come up with. Um, I'm excited for what the listeners come up with i hope you guys watching and listening to this are as yeah. excited about this as possible um and yeah get out there and shoot we need some inspiration and some entertainment at this time of year and this can be it for us uh and yeah we will wrap up and get out of here now as we mentioned if you want to get in touch with us thank you very much john drop us a line at sunny 16 podcast at gmail.com or you can find us on twitter and on instagram and 
I mean, I was going to say Facebook, but just like don't bother. I think that's pretty dead. That's on Facebook. We just, you know, we can't spell ourselves that thing. Actually, I've been chatting in the Discord. Don't forget that. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's a great point, actually. We do have a Discord channel, which uh, Matthew Joseph set up for us, the wonderful Matthew Joseph. Uh, Just had his birthday. Happy birthday, Matthew. I got to speak to him the other day. So, yeah, um, he's doing well. so yes, join us in all of those places. If you are looking for the Discord channel, I think there's a link on the Instagram page. Is that right, John? Um, I've got no idea. Okay, well, I'll look it up on my phone. I think it's just called Sunday Sixteen Podcast. So Discord, you can just go into Discord, search on the server, and it is called Sunday Sixteen Podcast. There you go. Yeah, then that's great. As A clearly knows far better than me. There, are, I know there's some great people on there using it. It's a great place to go for conversation. There have even been sort of uh, virtual photo walks and stuff like that organised through it before yeah. now. So yeah, and, to, and, and and as ever with these the these slightly less less social media p- mm. platforms uh, yeah longer form conversations as well definitely mm. some more in-depth yeah. stuff there yeah yeah good stuff um aid where can people find you for more frequent glimpses of your beautiful face well i'm hoping that you guys are let me be here more frequently oh yes now that actually that's a very good point because the thing I, we completely forgot to talk about so tell us about your upcoming plans my upcoming plans I have upcoming plans. Oh, yes. No, no. Sorry. Gosh. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, lost the plot there for a minute. Yes. My upcoming plans. Of course. Mm-hmm. Why did I not think of that? Well, it's not just me, is it? So, yeah, John and I have been kicking around some ideas for a new Sunny 16 Presents. Um, based loosely around. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. Let's just tell them that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Based, based loosely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On reality. Gerb- gerbils. <laughs> Gerbiltography, yes, um, or or as as, as somebody uh, who who owns a rat corrected me, rodentography. <laughs> um, no, we, we we've been uh, we've been thinking about doing some stuff, haven't we, John? Around lighting, um, mm-hmm. you know, and and other things to do with light uh, as as a but but you know, mm. very much in the, the the loose idea stage at the moment. Um, hoping to make that uh, a, a bit video-ish as well as a bit audio-ish. So we'll watch out for that. And it'll be up and coming soon, won't it, John? Definitely. 2021. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and beyond that, as Aid was saying, hopefully, you know, as time and, and you know, makes sense you're just gonna be appearing back on here anyway more often aren't you That's the i'd love to i'd love to so so first of all you know uh thank you for indulging my you know uh creative Sabbatical. celebrity tantrum and storming off and leaving you all to <laughs> it um you know although i do know that it took two new co-hosts to replace mm-hmm. me right so <laughs> <laughs> no honestly um yeah what you guys have been doing has been brilliant and i did wonder whether i'd have anything to add coming back but um, i'm very glad to be here and if you'll be happy to have me very happy to stay yeah so that's that's just great news i mean when we got together before christmas and after having not really spoken to you much in the intervening months to kind of Mm. get you back on and realize that your energy and enthusiasm for being back and doing stuff was coming back. It's like, oh, this is great. This is great. Um, so, Thank yeah, you. it's. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the new year. New year with a full team of hosts. Uh, even if even if Rachel is <laughs> just a postcard member, she will be back. I promise you, she has not been abducted by aliens. It might seem like that at the moment, but she is just super busy at the moment. So, um, but we miss you, Rachel, and we can't wait to have you mm. back on here. Uh, I think that's everything we need to get out. Um, 
John, did you want to? You mentioned your zine. Do you just want to point people quickly towards where they can go if they wish to patronise you and receive this fabulous <coughs> zine? Please patronise me uh, on my website, which <laughs> you, is John. You're Whitmore. so good, John. Your work's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that banana? Um, John Whitmore Photography.co.uk and uh, at the Dark Shed on Twitter and Instagram. I will be doing a Dark Shed live stream on Sunday, the 31st of January, as well, to celebrate the occasion of my next zine coming out with some test printing and a discussion of the images as well. Launch party. Cool. Woo! That sounds great. And Claire, where can people find you stressing um, over posting on a regular basis? Um, I'm just um, Claire Marie Bailey on my website and Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, go there. Like Claire, like <laughs> Claire's work because it's wonderful. I love the work you do. Right then, listeners, we will play you out as always with Rachel's band Roja. Uh, you can find their music on Spotify and Amazon and Bandcamp and wherever good music can be found. We will be back with you next week. Uh, now, what's next week? It's the 26th, so I think we've got Nikki joining us next week. So that's very exciting. Oh no, I've got music coming. <laughs> I'm gonna have to make sure I get the thing. On it. <laughs> So, uh, thank you once again very much for listening. Stay tuned to the end, and we will be back next week. Thanks, everybody, and goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.